You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kicked Back. Brett, we're in a new studio today because somehow the other studio got locked and where we are located, the people who have the key are not here today. So we are actually in the hockey studio of our building, I guess, of what it is. So no video today, unfortunately, unless you want to see a, a picture of Wayne Gretzky behind me with no shirt on. There's also Connor McDavid jerseys here. There's a lot of stuff going on in the studio, but I think I was, I was slightly as the edge, bro. I like ours more football stuff and Bolton. You can't go wrong. With you Bolton. can't go wrong with a little bit of Bolton Wanderers in, in your life. I can tell you that much. So <laughs> we're uh we're going for another bit of a different flavor on the show today. Obviously, there's been some Premier League football that's happened this week. We saw City beat Chelsea yesterday, which was good result for City. I don't, I wasn't that convinced. Chelsea, I mean, holy smokes. Like, how many injuries is that team going to get? And also, what was it? Mason Mount didn't play before the game because he's out for probably a month, I think he said. Didn't really give a full timeline. Sterling got injured five minutes into his, into his revenge game against City. That's brutal. And then, what was it, 20 minutes later, Pulisic went down? Like, man, like, even when Graham Potter's trying to give guys chances, like, people are getting down injured. And then also, Abameyang, who came on for Sterling, five minutes saying, got subbed off later on in the game. So, just kind of funny how that's all working for Chelsea right now. It's a, it's a tough go. It's a tough go. But they signed that other player from Monaco yesterday. I'm not going to try and say his name. If anyone's listened to this podcast before, I am not the name, guys. So, Brett, do you have a name? Uh, it is Benoit Badiche. 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 Something like that's that. That's what anyway. we'll go for for now. Sorry to the Badiche <laughs> family if that's how you actually <laughs> say it. But <laughs> yeah, they're clearly going for like some kind of approach of like, we want to bring in the youth and we want to kind of build from the ground up and it's interesting that happened from their owners, obviously an American owner. And I, I like some of the ideas Todd Bowley has, like the idea he had earlier in the year of the, the all-star game. You like that, eh? I think, I think there's a lot of things in North American sports that can be taken into the Premier League and have success. They've started doing a Hall of Fame, which I think has been good. I also do think it should have been an f- English football or United Kingdom Football League Hall of Fame because these guys before the World Cup who were fantastic who will never get a never get an opportunity to do that and they earned it. But also then you're kind of looking through like, well, we got like 100 years of football to get through here. So 
I guess that maybe a way they could have done that. Do you remember a few years ago to just bring this onto a hockey thing again? The NHL had their 100 year anniversary, wasn't it? And they did, oh, it was something like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And they did their, um, I guess Greatest it would have been 100 years. No, it was, yeah, they did that, but they also did the NHL top 100 players. Yes. And they had so many players from each decade go through. Yeah. I feel like if you were going to do a, a British football league one, you could just be like, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, you're all in. And then you can almost do like, um, the top of the class almost like present. I don't know. You'd be doing it for years. So, but I like the football hall of fame that they've got going now. That should be coming up relatively soon. I think the next ballot there. And then also the all-star game. It's a fun event. It's a fun way to build up the legacy of, of players. Um, but I don't like the idea he had of like players now getting relegated and stuff like that's yeah. stupid. Like that's, yeah. that is what football is about. And that's the biggest difference for me with European football and the MLS. Like it's just, it's just something great that happens. I think it just every game matters in the MLS. Not every game matters because once you're out of it, it's like, okay, well let's try and get first overall pick boys. Like mm-hmm. it just takes a bit away from it. That's exactly it. And you know what? And, and uh, just to wrap up on this all-star game idea, I went to the MLS. Uh, oh, that's right. The skills competition. Who'd you meet? Uh, I met while well, I, I walked into Carlos Vea, <laughs> who is an absolute G. I love Carlos Vea. Yep. And I got to, it was like right when he was talking about Manchester United again. So I was like, Oh, right. wow, look at that. <laughs> Um, but Carlos Vea, um, and that's a, it's cool because they do it where you, they team up with Liga Mackies, right? That was so the first year they've done that, right? It, they've done it for a couple of years. Oh, now. they have? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They've done it for a couple of years now. But then in their skills competition, they do things like a volley challenge and then mm. two points for a bicycle kick, passing challenge, crossing challenge. And it, not only do they have the game, but they also have the skills competition. So then you can individually cheer for the players. Too. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if the the Premier League would want to ever take a break from doing it. It would have mm-hmm. to be like a preseason thing or, or something. Like, I'm not sure, but there's a lot of football in the Premier League. The best players in the world play in the Premier League. So, yeah, maybe it's not necessary. But anyways, let's talk about something else. <laughs> so, obviously, we're in January. The January transfer window is here. And I'm sure people listening to this podcast have listened to a lot of shows where it's like, oh, Arsenal is going to get this guy and like Cody Gakbo is now at Liverpool, like blah, 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 and all this stuff. So we're going to kind of take a different approach to it. We're going to talk about that stuff because I mean, it's important stuff to talk about at the moment, but I'm going to take you down a little trip down memory lane. And I want to look back at some of the best or even just like fun transfers that happened in January for some of the teams in the Premier League. So I've gone through every single team. Ooh. Some of the names I do need your help with, Brett, because I just, I'm just not for me. And opinion is more than welcome by any means. I, if you have an idea to just jump in and then Brett's also going to run through a few names who are linked to like Arsenal's obviously going to be our first team because the alphabet ever heard of it. <laughs> um, so we'll do that. See you Arsenal linked to a Villa, Bournemouth, Brentford, whoever it is, and just kind of go through it and see what we think and who the targets could be. So I'm going to kick it off. Oh, actually, FA Cup this weekend too. Yes, there is FA Cup. Did you place your exclusive bets on Cool Bet yet, Brett? I'm about to, though. Oh, you're Literally about to? Literally as we are yeah. doing this. So was, our dear friend was. <laughs> he 
There is nobody in this world that makes me chuckle more than Waz because he just lives his own. He lives by his own agenda, mm-hmm. and Waz got a little confused on his exclusive bets this week and put Manchester United versus Manchester City to play each other, <laughs> which Waz, my friend, is just one week ahead. One yeah. week ahead. Next week, stay tuned for those ones because let me tell you. They were juicy on Corbett. <laughs> hey, Google lied to him. <laughs> yeah, Google lied to him. Jeez Louise. Just go on Corbett and look what matches are on. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, so I'll tell you what we have going on. So obviously City, uh, sorry, United and Everton play today in the FA Cup. Was has gone with a Garnacho goal and assist against Everton. It's t- it's, that's a tough one, but I bet it's got some juice behind it. I... I've gone with everyone's new favorite football club, Wrexham. Yes. Wrexham to beat Coventry. And now on top of that, everyone's new favorite player, Mullen, to score a goal. <laughs> I mean, come on. If anyone's going to bet on anything in the FA Cup, you got to bet on some magic. So why not Wrexham? Why not the conference team to beat Coventry? I know Coventry, I'm not disrespecting Coventry. They're actually a pretty good team. They have, have you heard kind of the stories around Coventry this season? No. It's a little nutty actually. So, so they, they, I can't remember how long ago, a long time ago, they, not that long ago, but maybe 20 years, within the last 20 years, they built a new stadium, the Rico Arena. Right. But then they went into some financial issues, couldn't afford the stadium anymore. So London Wasps, who were a rugby team, bought the stadium. So then they both shared the stadium. So obviously rugby and football are different in many ways. And sometimes it doesn't work. So Wasps at the start of the season, rugby union in England struggled financially a lot. And actually Wasps went into administration. Mm -hmm. I believe it was Wasps and um, Worcester. And this is an unfortunate thing that happens in sports since COVID. And even before that with like Barry and Bolton were hours away from going out of existence. So it's not good. It's not good. So they went out They're in the championship, I believe now. I don't know the full story and that sort of thing, so I won't get too much detail. Mm-hmm. But Wasps had to keep playing, like putting on events at the stadium so that they could afford to stay in business. Yeah. And Coventry like didn't play at home for so long to start the year and like had games canceled because of it, because the pitch wasn't in good shape. Oh but Wasps God. were like, we can't do anything because if we stop we'll go into we'll go bankrupt and that's what happened anyway and then yeah Coventry just like missing games and everything and we're like <sighs> bottom of the league but I'd only play like two games or something crazy oh my god let me just check here where they're kind of at now and if they've caught up a little bit on that but yeah they um they were far behind so now they've kind of caught up but yeah like if you go back and look at the start of the season they were having game after game cancelled or postponed that was this or season Oh yeah, that was this really? year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Wow. And also one other story on the championship before we dive into the rest of them. <laughs> but Preston North End might be the most boring team to watch <laughs> in the entire world. <laughs> Why? They So this is how they started their season. Let me just make sure I got it right here. Okay, I believe it would be this one. Wigan, nil-nil. <laughs> Preston Hull, nil-nil. Preston Luton, one-nil. 
One nil Preston. Oh. Preston Rotherham, nil nil. Preston Watford, nil nil. Oh. Preston Cardiff, nil nil. Preston Coventry, one nil Coventry, one nil Preston. God. Birmingham Preston, one nil Birmingham. They just don't score goals, but they also don't concede any goals. Like it's crazy that the start of the season, I think that's eight games, whatever it was, they he had like so many clean sheets and they'd yeah. only won two games. Like, so, and when you're sitting there as like a supporter, is that the manager? Is that the team? Do you just not have anyone to score? Are you happy that you're not conceding? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like you're not losing. Right. They're actually the 10th in the championship right now of one point out of a playoff spot. They like a goal differential of like two. <laughs> they literally minus two. No. Minus two is a goal differential. They have 10 wins, seven draws, nine losses, 24 goals, four and 26 against. They just don't allow goals, but unfortunately for them, they just can't score them very often either. <laughs> Recently, they've they've scored a few more. So they beat Stoke um, on the second, mm. but then they lost 2-0, lost 2-1, lost 1-0, 1-4-1, 4-2. Hey. So the goals have been coming now a little bit more, but yeah. like, man, the start of the season, they there was the first time there was... More than two goals in a game. Let me find it here. In a prem, in a championship game, sorry. Was oh boy, where am I here? Ba, 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 ba. That long ago. It's that yep, bad. It was September 13th of one 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 against Burnley. Oh my days. The first time Preston scored two goals in a game was October 8th when they scored three against Norwich. Oh. <laughs> against Norwich too. Yeah. It's kind of, that's a half impressive though. Cause that's a recently relegated team. Yeah. But Norwich just got a new manager actually. Did you see that? Oh really? And um, the former Huddersfield manager. He's American actually. Oh, Wagner. David uh, Wagner, I think his name actually, is. Actually, yes, I did read that today. Yeah, so I think huh. I got announced today and yeah, Norwich. Whew. Yeah. They'll come back. They'll be back because that's just who they are. Yeah. And they'll bounce up and down. Where are Speaking they? Speaking of 11. teams who couldn't score. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hmm. All right. Back to the main topic of conversation <laughs> here. And all that was powered by Colbert too. Yes. So again, go check out Colbert. Be cool. Like Brett. I'm better responsibly. Brett has a cool hat on today, actually. Hey, nice orange. Uh, okay. Where are we looking? Arsenal. You may remember this guy, Brett. I'll describe him to you. Okay. 2008 Euros star, okay. I think. Let me check. <laughs> 2008 Euros star for Russia. Okay. Bought from Zenit St. Petersburg by Arsenal, obviously. Right. Came in, scored four goals against Liverpool. Oh, do you remember this guy? I know. I can't. I can't say his name. You remember him though? Yeah, yeah. Andre Arshavin. Uh, that's right. Right. So Holy. Arsenal have had tons of actually good signings in January. Um, Jose Antonio Reyes was sick for them. He played a big role for them, right? I think. I don't think he. Yeah, he was part of the Invincibles team actually. Yep. Yeah. So played for Real Madrid. Fortunately, passed away. Did you know that? He really? Passed, like, a few years ago. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that sucked. He was, uh, I remember him playing and he was, he was a lot of fun to watch. Colo mm -hmm. Tori. Yes. Colo, Colo, Colo. That was awesome. He's actually a new manager now. And, really? Um, oh, I should look at that. I should really do my research. Just start tossing out <laughs> everyone's <laughs> but, manager. Yeah, now. he is a manager of Wigan. I knew he was somewhere oh, recently. staying in England. Yeah. He, he was an assistant manager at Leicester. Oh, under Brendan Rogers. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, so did he win the Prem then? 
No, no, no. Because no. that was Claudio Ranieri, right? Oh, okay. I, always I think he was still Ranieri. playing. He was still I, playing. Really? Yeah. I always forget Ranieri. Oh, I guess Brendan Rodgers is there now, unfortunately. Claudio Ranieri has the most nutty like resume ever. Because I, I remember the other day I was looking at the old photos from their uh that run. Yeah, their win. And uh, I forgot that it was Renieri that was managing that side. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so these are the teams he's managed. And I'm sure we're all aware of Renieri. Yeah. So before Leicester, even Astor Leicester, he managed Roma. Yeah. So Greece, which is what it is Monaco, Inter Milan, Roma, Juventus, Valencia, Chelsea, Atletico Madrid, Fiorentina, Napoli. Ooh. Never won any trophies with them. His first. Uh, title, I believe, sorry, was with Leicester. Wow. His first, like, at the top of the league title was with Leicester. So he had won um, League Two with Monaco. He got right. them promoted. Uh, he won the Copa del Rey with Valencia and the Super Cup with Valencia and the Intertoto Cup. He won Serie B with Fiorentina and won Serie C and gained promotion in, from Serie B to Serie A mm. uh, with Cagliari. Cagliari, sorry. And yeah, just such a wild, wild thing with him. But yeah, Andrea Shavin. So I went back and I kind of looked. Like he was no like superstar by any means, but he had that moment where it was like, wow, that was, that was fun. And like that four goal game is something that'll just be like cemented in Arsenal history. Like yeah. it was unbelievable. So he played 105 games for Arsenal in five seasons. Wow. Almost scored 24 goals at 20 assists. The kind of thing around him, I believe towards the end is he kind of got a bit lazy and mm. just like, he just went back to Russia. He finished his career at 34. So you would have imagined he had a couple more years, but yeah, like he, he went back to Russia in 2012, I believe that was on loan back to Zenit and then and made the, the deal permanent in 2013-14 to Zenit and then also played for Ruben Caban, Caban, I believe. Oh, not Ruben Caban, whatever they're called. Banana Cabana? Yes. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the Russian league to play the eight games, didn't score a goal, one assist. But Arsenal, top of the league. Yeah. Who are they linked with? What do they got to do? I mean- just off the top of my head, you would imagine a striker has got to be in the picture. Yeah. I would maybe even bolster that midfield a little bit with some depth. You don't need anything too major, like Thomas Partey, Odegaard are both there, right? So you don't need anything too well, but who, who have they got on the docket? Right now, the big move, and there's been a whole bunch of social media stuff going, is he in England right now? They've like started <laughs> absolutely dissecting Instagram stories from this guy. Of him working out, oh, seems yeah. like he's in like this English hotel, whatever. And that is a Michaelo or Michalko? Michaelo. We're going with Michaelo. The Ukrainian. Yes, the Ukrainian Mudrik. So a lot of talk around him whether or not he will go there. A lot a lot of teams really wanted this kid too. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, while this whole deal was going on, going, well, if Anthony can get $100 million, then why can't this guy? So right now, he's currently sitting at a market value of uh, $40 million. We shall see how much he actually gets, though, because Shakhtar Donetsk wants a lot more than that. And the thing is, too, if Shakhtar is, unfortunately, with everything that's happened there, they've they've been handcuffed into having to sell a lot of their players, mm-hmm. especially the non-Ukrainian players. I think that was kind of a big thing. Like those guys obviously didn't want to go there, which is what it is. Right. So he had a good champions league too. Yes. He's been good. Yeah. The, uh, I'm glad you brought up the Anthony thing because 
I think that's going to play into this massively. Yeah. Massively. Like the fact that uh, IX got a hundred, was it finished off with a hundred million yeah. for him? <laughs> like Anthony will be good. He'll be good, but. And he has been. He has been, but I think he'll be better. Yes. But yeah, I mean, that'd be a great signing for Arsenal. And the thing is too, like they don't need him necessarily, but this is what like clubs you want to contend for the Premier League needs to do. Yeah. Like you look at, you look at City, look at the wingers they have. Mm. Foden, Mares, Grealish, just straight off the top of my head. I'm sure there's way more. Like Bernardo Silva plays on the wing sometimes too. And it's just like, Holy smokes, like all four of those teams could play for pretty much any team and a player, sorry, could play for any team in the Premier League. So and start and start. Yeah. So this is what I also need to do now to take their squad to the next level. Because if Saka, God forbid, or Martinelli get injured, mm-hmm. who's stepping up? Yeah. This is what they need to do. He's a left winger right now. And and you do mention you mentioned earlier that they probably need a striker too. Yeah. They are tied as well to Dusan Vlahovic potentially. Uh Joao Felix has also been a name thrown in there too. So maybe. I don't think Felix would fit. I think they need a legit poacher. Mm-hmm. Vlavic would be good. Yeah. I don't see Juventus doing it. They're in so such a big hole. Like he would that feels like one that could happen in the summer, but he's in, it just doesn't seem right to me that he would leave because Juventus, quite frankly, probably won't let him leave. Yeah. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. So Aston Villa, there, I saw, I guess to put some context into these picks, I tried to make it so they're in, these signings were made whilst they were in the Premier League. And not just like, cool. so I'll be honest, I don't have one for Nottingham Forest because I didn't <laughs> want to go back to 2001. Leeds was a bit of a deep dive too. So this is what we got. And also Southampton was like surprisingly difficult to find, but I'll, I'll try and pick one up before the end of the show. Ashley Young oh. on Aston Villa. I forgot this guy was a January one, but he went from Watford after. So Watford got promoted to the premiership. Ashley Young played half the season with them. They were bottom of the league and then he moved to Aston Villa. And it's fair to say this guy, four and a half years at Villa before he went to United. Is Ashley Young one of the most underrated Englishmen ever? Yes. Do you know he was in the 2018 World Cup, like all-star 11, whatever they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has ever mentioned that. I 100% Ever mentioned it. I 100% agree. He's always, the thing about him, he's always been stable. Yeah. He's always, he's a consistent professional. Yeah. He's very, very good. There was actually something I saw of him the other day. I can't remember who took the penalty, but he was obviously, he's obviously back at Villa now to kind of end his career. And he picks up the ball. And I can't remember what team it was, but he, the goalie was like saying a bunch of stuff to him, like trying to throw him off his game. Wasn't Emmy Martinez? No, it wasn't. Well, they're on the same team. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't remember who it was, but he's like, I have the ball, whatever. And then he didn't take the penalty. Once everything had kind of calmed down, Mm -hmm. he took all the abuse of the goalie, like whatever he was saying, trying to get in his head. And he just handed the ball to, he was probably like Danny Ings or whoever it was. And then they went home, scored the goal and then rest is history. So yeah, like just a constant professional. He's always been in his second year with Villa, eight goals, 14 assists, but 22. This guy's been around for so long. Yeah, And yeah, obviously got that big, Transferred to Manchester United, won the Premier League with them in 2013. And just during that time he was at Villa, he got there first season, they finished 11th. Not bad. Six, 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 ninth. 
then went to United. Wow. He had a great time there. And I'm, I think Villa fans are, are happy to see him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10, 14 games this season, 10 starts, one goal for them. I mean, 37 now. Kind of nuts. <laughs> He's 37 and still playing on like almost a weekly basis in a Premier League. And, and you 10 starts. Yeah. He's yeah. like... He's a good player and yeah, into Milan as well. And, but where are Villa, where are Villa at now? Where, where do you think? Like they've obviously got Unai Emery as a new manager. They've kind of suffered through injuries a little bit too, but they're, they're turning on the table a little bit. Like on our show on what day was that? Wednesday, I think yeah. our last show. We didn't really mention them in the relegation battle. They've definitely clawed themselves out of it now. And at one point under Gerard, they were dead in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing that I really think Unai Emery has done well is get the most out of guys like Leon Bailey. Like Leon yep. Bailey has been such an unfortunate st- story almost because there's so much positive around the guy as there should be because he is a very good player but especially over the last couple of years injury problems this that and the other thing but now he's starting to get on track he's playing more because he's healthy more yeah and i think that's going to be kind of a big transfer for them in in uh, january but for right now what aston villa is currently tied to it's not too much especially considering what Arsenal had, but three players that they are currently tied to right now. The first one being, this one's kind of shocking, Weston McKinney. Oh. So then that would mean Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney would be in uh, the Premier, Premier League. League. That would be, I think, is an interesting story in that currently well, valued. So both teams that we spoke about have been linked with Juventus players. Yes. Well, this smoke, this fire. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same. Yes. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. The uh, Then they have two more. This one's an interesting one, too. A goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford. Because it sounds like Emmy Martinez is starting to get a little bit of poached as well. Yeah. Seems like a lot of people, and deservingly so, he's had a fantastic I mean, World Cup, made that huge save on Marcus Turam and the Lazarus Kolomuani, whoever it was, um, in the World Cup. Sounds like he he's probably on his way out, so Villa probably need a keeper. What do you think about Pickford, though? That seems like a difficult move. I guess Everton's at the bottom of the prem. That's the thing. Like, what does Pickford want to do? Yeah. I think that's going to be the deciphering, decisive, whatever the word is. Words are my thing. Uh, Thing that they have to deal with. Like, if Pickford wants to go, then Everton might just have to honestly get the value they can now and go with Asmir Begovic. Yep. The Edmonton product. I was just going to say, he went to my high school. (laughs) Yeah, he's, uh, he played for for Canada at that U20 World Cup in like 2007. Really? Yeah, he was on that team. Canada was brutal, but he played. He played. Um, Um, Yeah, interesting. I would like to see Pickford maybe get a move. Yeah. I mean, for for England, he's phenomenal. For Everton, he is, he's as bad as you and me. <laughs> hey, and I was pretty bad. I allowed eleven yeah. goals in my debut. And uh the final one is center forward. This one is a little bit off the uh beaten path, but he plays for Udinese. He's having a pretty solid year right now in the seventh. Yeah. And at points they were in like the top three. Yeah. yeah. Um Gerard uh Delufu? Oh, Watford Delufu? man. Former really? Watford man, yeah. And is that how you say his name? Uh, I don't remember, actually. <laughs> but he played for Watford. He was at uh, Everton for a little bit too, I think. Yeah. And also Barcelona product. He's a Barcelona kid. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't mm. think he's too old now either. either anyway. 28. 28, yeah. So, should be in the peak. Yes. Peak of his career. Yeah. But kind of staying near the bottom. A newly promoted team, Bournemouth. Okay. 
that you they have lost a game. Bournemouth? No, sorry, I'm just moving on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they lost a game nine nil this season, <laughs> and are somehow not in the relegation zone. Keep in mind, they've struggled a lot the last three. They lost to Chelsea. They're also a bit tough. Lost to Chelsea, lost to Palace, lost to United. Last win was right the last game before the break. They beat Everton 3 0. Chris Mempham. Is that how you say his name? Oh, yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. That's my January signing. That I know that, that they're like historic yeah. signing. Yeah. 25 years old, signed with them from Brentford in 2019, currently played 15 games for them. I found when I was kind of looking through, and I know that they signed him when he was, he was, uh, he was in the championship, but Bournemouth were in the premiership and he mm-hmm. didn't play 13 games that season, but he's had a, he's had a solid year. He's been good. He's been around there now since obviously 2018, uh, sorry, 19, cause he signed in January, 86 games for Bournemouth. It's been a, it's been a soldier for them. And now he's a starting center back in the premier league. I like him actually. I don't think he's a bad player, but Bournemouth, don't score a lot of goals. Yeah. That is safe to say. 18 goals in the premiership right now, 39 against. I think there's probably quite a bit they could do to strengthen their squad. See, quickly on Bournemouth, and I'm going to try and get through a quick a few quickly here, but they have a different style where they want to play like kind of tough to play against like Dominic Solanke for more of the strikers. So they're just going around throwing elbows everywhere, <laughs> but you got to kind of get it into them as well, which yeah. has been tough for them. So what are they looking at here? Who, who are the Bournemouth linked with? Another uh, Juventus player. Actually, we've already talked about him, but it's Weston McKinney. I thought you were going to well. say Vlavic. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, you're talking about scoring. Could you imagine? Uh, no, it, it is McKinney right now. Uh, central midfielder, obviously. However, it is only, it's down to, 53% possibilities. So even over 50% is pretty mm. impressive. The other name though, currently playing for Atlanta, uh, Jeremy Boga. Oh currently. yeah. So he's a left winger for uh, Atlanta right now. Having a, a season uh, hasn't started yet this year, which is interesting, but I bet he'd get a ton of starts for uh, Bournemouth as well. He's only played in six games so far this year. No goals, no assists, 74 games or 74 minutes played so far in the city. Uh, still, when I come in and watch Atlanta matches and I see Bog, I like what he brings, Yeah, but he just hasn't been playing at all. Yeah. And I mean, Maybe that's good for Bournemouth because it means they have a chance to get him and they do need to add some skill to that squad. Like, I mean, they did just go through the, the takeover. So more money should be available for them. You would imagine, like we spoke about in the last show that that new owner is going to want to spend some money in, you know, make some upgrades to things. And that's kind of what you got to do. If you're in a premiership, you can't just sit on your hands. Like you got it. It's much easier to spend the money and stay in the premiership. Yep. Then, then don't spend any money and just get relegated again. Look at Forest. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think Bournemouth will be somewhat busy this transfer window. The next one for me, I did not have to look very far for. We're on Brentford. <laughs> now he was only there for the back half of the season last season after what happened to him at the Euros, which was horrific. Christian Eriksen. Yes. I mean, come on. 
That was an easy one. That was just right there on the plate for me. There's not a ton to say about him. He was fantastic when he went there. He really turned around the season and it's safe to say, and I mean, this is such an obvious statement, but like Bournemouth has, has missed what he's kind of brought to them a little bit. Uh, they tried to get Dam, they got Damsgaard. It's not worked out quite as well, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Like Damsgaard's a good player. Now, obviously Ericsson's at United. I wouldn't say he's blown the roof off anything, but he's done, he's done well. Yeah. 30, 30 years old now, goal, six assists for United. He had a goal and four assists for Brentford in 11 games. So yeah, he was good for Brentford. He was probably one of the best players that's ever played for them. Yeah. So there's no taking away that, but Brentford, where are they looking? Like, also, I don't understand this Ivan Tony stuff. Is he, how much trouble is this guy in or is it because he just keeps playing? That's the thing. It's so, so weird. Like I'm just, I got to get myself back on track with the that. The interesting thing is, so we're recording this on January 6th. Yeah. The interesting thing is, is that he's supposed to have a statement out or reply by today. Oh. So I, I'm, I've kind of been looking around for stuff as, as we're uh, sitting here, but uh, yeah, that, that very much could run into what they're going to do in the uh, transfer window this month. I want to mention a fun fact before we talk about uh, uh, rumors for Brentford right now. Fun fact about Christian Eriksen right now. Since returning to the Premier League in February of last year, Christian Eriksen is one of only three players in double figures for assists. Uh, He has 10 alongside only De Bruyne and Kulishevsky. Really? Yeah. And he also sits sixth in Europe or uh, second in Europe with six assists this year. So, oh, yeah. yeah, he's having uh, a resurgence. Second in Europe. Yeah. Do you know who's first? I don't. I don't. No. I wonder I if that's that uh, Kravis Scalia. That's uh, probably a good shout. Let's have a look quickly. Ericsson was at six. She's, I said, right? Well, we both said. Yeah. Uh, Use our good friend FB ref. Oh yeah. Oh, Kulisevsky. <laughs> it is a eh? no only five. Mm. Oh, he has five. Yeah, I'll there keep looking. But quickly, whilst I, I'll look. But I want to talk about. Did we talk about targets for Brentford yet? Who's Brentford's targets? No. Okay, just, if we got quickly, then we'll only go a goalkeeper, a Russian goalkeeper who plays for Leverkusen, Andre Lunev. Not sure exactly much about him. Haven't heard much about him before, but interesting. They're going after a goalkeeper. I think he's only he's second in assists in Europe. Yeah, yeah, that can't be true. Um, they well, Messi, Messi, and Neymar both have ten. Damn. And Kevin De Bruyne is not. What the heck? You're being lied to, my friend. Who is lying to me? <laughs> Malinkovic Savage also. Maybe it might have been in the Premier League. That might have been what it was. Either way, Either now way. I'm just waffling trying he's to good. make mine. Either he way, he's good. a very good football player. He and we good. are happy to see Christian Eriksen just back on the pitch in general. Um, all right. But yes, uh, goalkeeper for Brentford right now. Oh, Who's yeah. their goal? They have a good goalkeeper, do they not? Rhea. It is Rhea. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm shocked by that. Maybe just Rhea's. a backup thing. Yes. Yeah, Maybe probably. just a backup. Ericsson is second in the Premier League. Yeah, because their current goalkeeper or backup right now is in on loan from Lazio. So that could that could make sense. Who do you have next? So we'll jet through this one quickly, but Brian. Okay. Is my next on the card. Tariq Lapity. Oh. Very good young player, 22 years old. They bought him from Chelsea. As an 18 year old, it was quite amazing that Chelsea just got rid of him at 18. And like, I know he didn't have a great World Cup, but he was there. 
he was there. And I get it. Like Chelsea have Reese, Reese James, but now they're also just going out buying all these young players now to like bring this next generation. So, well, you had it. You had Tamori. You had Tammy Abraham. You had Tari- Tariq Lapti. Mm-hmm. You just sold them all. Connor Gallagher is probably going to be next. Yes. So, yeah, Brighton with Tariq Lapti. There wasn't like a ton of options. They actually do a lot of their business in the summer window, which most teams do. But yeah, Lapti, now he's in like starting every week. Uh, sorry, he's not started a lot this week. Last season, he was starting every other week for them. And this season, 14 games, but only one start, which is kind of nuts. But still a great football player. I went to the World Cup and I like him quite a lot. He's got a good career ahead of him. He's genuinely like one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah. I do love watching him play. It's very entertaining. Um, right now for uh, Brighton, not much, but an interesting name for them that they are currently tied to an MLS lad. Oh yeah. Who just won the MLS trophy with LAFC. Jose Cifuentes. No. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. (laughs) No, Jose Cifuentes. Okay. He had a good spell this year with LAFC. Uh, Honestly, you can say that about most LAFC players. Um, But uh, Cifuentes, central midfielder, you should hear the reception this guy gets in LA. Like it's, it's a loud reception. So he's a well-respected player in uh, LA, probably going to be very well missed. Yeah. But if this transfer does end up happening, but I'd be very interested to see him play in uh, Brighton because he, he, I think he would fit Brighton's game. Now, how much do you know about LAFC? I know they won the MLS Cup this year. They're so fun. It's so here's my thing with the premier, uh, sorry, the MLS. I don't think it's like my, disrespecting it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just watch so much football throughout the year that I just don't have time on a Saturday here to watch an MLS match. Totally. I always say the midweek games here and there, there's a lot of good players. Like I think it was the New York Red Bulls who I, I quite enjoyed watching a little bit last year. They yeah. had some guys who I recognize. So yeah, I'm kind of in and out on the MLS. And that's the, the thing with the MLS and I guess we're kind of getting on a quick tangent here, but the thing about the MLS too is like, there's so many teams Yeah, that, that you're just like, oh, if you're not following one team, all of a sudden you're fo- playing from behind, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So here's the, the next team we're going to talk about. Seems just be crazy busy, whatever transfer window it is. <laughs> and we just talked about them with Terry Glapity, but Chelsea. Oh. So... I could have picked about 20 players to be on this list for Chelsea. I went with Matic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other players that could have been there. Like Gary Cale, who they signed from Bolton. Nicholas Anelka, they signed from Bolton. Ivanovic, he was sick too. He probably could have been the guy I picked. But I went with, I went with uh, Matic. Got him from Benfica. Played a long time for them. I am shocked he played at Benfica. I always forget he played at Benfica. Yeah, he was there. Won the league with them, then left. Then won two leagues with Chelsea. Won the Champions League too, I think he was on yep. one of those Champions League teams. Yep. So just a just a great player for them. And then went to United and was like, I felt like he was never fully utilized there, but 123 games for Chelsea, 16 assists, four goals. He was never there for his attacking presence, but man, he, he made his, his presence known in other ways and just a great kind of sitting midfielder. For years, but yeah, Chelsea, I feel like they've, like, here's a few other players they had that I got listed down here. David Luiz, Kurt Zuma, honestly, not bad. Fernando Torres was yeah. on one of the lists I saw, but like, for me, like, did he ever really pan out? Like, we yeah. talked about that the other day. It's where he went to die. Yeah. Scott Parker. Oh, really? New manager of Club Bruges. Yes, I was crazy? shocked by that. It doesn't make any sense. Man no. loses 9-0 and now he's coaching in the Champions League. In the Champions League, a team who topped their uh, their group. Yeah, I don't think they're doing very well in yeah, the Belgian League, fair. which is wild, but I guess sometimes you just put your eggs in one basket and go for it. But Chelsea, I know Christian and Cuckoo's been linked to them. Is that deal done? Oh, I think it's kind of It is done. It is done, yeah, yeah. so he comes next year. The Enzo Fernandez one fell through. As of today, yeah. According to Fabrizio Romano. So, I mean, so that's for sure. Um, yeah. Where are Chelsea looking? I think we spoke about it. They need a striker. Yes. They need a striker so bad. I guess I don't know what the updates are on Sterling and Pulisic, but maybe they need a winger as well now too. Like they might have to have be like, be very busy to try and get some European football next year. So one player that they are tied to right now is a player that we did recent or already talk about today shortly, but that's uh, Joao Felix, another player who they have them as a second striker right now for uh, um, Chelsea. Some other players as well. Alexis McAllister. Uh, yeah, we spoke about him, didn't we? I hope he doesn't go. No, me too. I agree. Um, and uh, Elon Melier. Which is interesting because you already have Keppa, you already have Ferland Mendy. Why do you need another goalkeeper? Yeah, they're not, I don't think they're very happy with the goalies. Like Keppa's been playing a I lot. I can't more. believe that. Yeah, Mendy kind of fell off a bit of a cliff, to mm-hmm. be honest. But I think Keppa's been decent. Like yesterday, like a bit of an unfortunate deflection to like get it to the back post and tap it in. And also, like, 
Can you really play Magoli in a one nil game? I don't mm-hmm. think many people have, but yeah. you know, you got to give your goalie some, some run support and exactly. give him some help there. But yeah, that one, uh, that's going to be an interesting one in Chelsea, Chelsea land. Like they got to, they got to figure it out. They are currently 10 points away from a champions league spot <laughs> and 10 points away from 18th in relegation. They're in 10th right now. They're literally in 10th. The 10 is surrounding them. They can't score goals, but they don't allow them. <laughs> they're, they're the opposite of Preston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, right now, it does say Ferland Mendy is injured. Or uh, Ferland Mendy. We've been saying Ferland Mendy. Edward Mendy. Oh, were you saying Ferland? I just, I uh, knew we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, so. I said Ferland. I was dragging you into my issues. If they put him in goal, then they, yeah, they definitely have issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, right now, it's actually rumored that um, AC Milan is interested in Mendy. Um, Jorginho as well might be on his way out too. So changing of the times. Yes. Yes, exactly. So maybe it may be a very interesting, maybe not January transfer window specifically, but for uh, the rest of the year. Next one, I won't touch on too long because I would like to get through a few more of these (laughs) quicker than we are. But Crystal Palace, I mean, they had him. They sold him and they got him back. Wilfred Zaha. Oh yeah. Came back to them in January. He's still their best player. Been their best player for what, 50 years. I'm pretty sure. But that guy is <laughs> just, he, he's just seems like every year he comes back and he's their best player once again. So Wilfred Zaha just takes the crown for me as Crystal Palace is one of their best January businesses after yeah. they sold him and got him back. Has to be. And then might sell him again to Tottenham. Apparently that's something maybe we'll get into later, but <laughs> what's Crystal Palace doing? Uh, a couple players, but we'll touch on one. Aaron Juan Basaka. Speaking of players oh, that they might bring back. Him back. Yeah. You, Matt has been playing pretty well over the last couple of weeks. So maybe getting a little bit of a steal. Basically he was selling him and then using the money that you sold get him, him back to yeah. get him back at a pretty good premium, right? Right now, only at 18 million. Do you know what would be sick for them if they're looking for a right back? Hmm. Jed Spence. Yeah. Bring him in on loan. Bring him back. Uh, sorry, bring him in. Yeah. Bring him back. Is it? Yeah. Like, just bring back whoever you got, I guess. Yeah. But they also brought back Nathaniel Klein. That's why I was thinking that. Yeah. He would replace him. Yeah. But yeah, bring him back. Oh my goodness. Bring him in. See what he does. He's doing absolutely nothing at Tottenham. Literally. It benefits Tottenham because he's out there doing something. He's playing. He gets that kind of youth at Crystal Palace that Patrick Vieira likes, but more pace in the lineup. I think he'd be a good one for them. Look at what he did for uh, Connor Gallagher. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Everton. Now, this guy is a current Premier League manager. Oh. At a London club. And he joined Everton on loan from Real Sociedad in 2005. And his name is Mikel Arteta. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he went alone and then he eventually signed there permanently, played for Everton until 2012, then went to Arsenal late in that September, I believe. He might have been a deadline day deal right around then and, or close at least. And now obviously he's back at Arsenal as a manager doing great stuff. 174 games for Everton, 20 goals, 36 assists. Wow. He was... He was a hobby of that midfield. And that, that was when Everton was kind of thriving under Moyes. Like they got Champions League football one year. James Beatty was a striker <laughs> for them. Remember him? Uh, yeah. Fourth, 26 one year, fifth, fifth. They were like right up there competing for Champions League every year. Mikel Arteta was part of that. Just great 
few years there at Everton and maybe one day they'll get it back, but I don't think it'll be this year. But what are they looking at or are they just selling everything they have and hoping to get some money and come back again in a couple of years? Yeah, two interesting players, honestly, and it seems like they're trying to save the first one being Danny Ings, allegedly uh, tied to Ooh. Everton right now. Wouldn't hate that because a little bit of a... Uh, He's bo- a goal scorer. Exactly. That's, That's what they need. Exactly. So I don't hate that. Another player, I'm not sure if this would be a transfer or a loan, but Anthony Alanga from Manchester United. Might be a loan. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was a permanent deal because yeah. he's, he's not going to get in at United. I don't nope. think he's and not good enough yet. Especially with uh, Garnacho coming up and being the player he is. If Jaden Sancho as well. I was going to say, you got Sancho coming back eventually. Hopefully he yeah. figures him, himself out. And then obviously Anthony. Yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. And also like Rashford's probably on the wing in most games too. If Martial's playing, if, or if you get a striker, we'll get to United in a little bit. But yeah, maybe that's a good signing for Everton. Just they need some attack and that's the issue. Like it's, it's going to sound really simple, but if you don't score goals, you're not going to win games. Mm-hmm. So, and they certainly can't keep them out of the net to get some points on the board too. <laughs> Where Everton currently 18th tied for 15 points with West Ham. Like the one went out of getting out of the relegation. They're not yeah. in it deep, deep, but they've also last five matches only have one point. And that was against City. And that's not good enough. That's not good enough, but they do have Southampton next. Oh, well, we'll take that. So <laughs> that, that'll be a big match for either squad. Yeah. Where are we at? Fulham. Clint Dempsey. That's a good one. Clint Dempsey. Four million. Do you, I, do you know what? It's kind of, it's kind of funny. The, the days of... Buying players for like less than 10 million and being like, oh, what a sign in. Yeah. It just doesn't happen anymore. You're spending 4 million on a bag of crisp at the shop now. It's crazy. (laughs) So, Clint Dempsey signed to the 23s. It's funny, like, when this is kind of like my peak of premiership when I lived in England, like this is what was happening. Like Dempsey played that big part in the great escape. I think it was 2008 that was happening for them. And yeah, you don't think about how old these players are. Now, like Clem Dempsey was 22, 23 when he signed for Fulham. Like, it's just kind of funny, like that happens. And obviously, time passes by. And but yeah, now he's on that panel with Thierry Henry, Jamie Carragher, and uh, Mika Richards. Well, I don't know what network that is actually, but they do some Champions League stuff. And he he pops in here and here and there. And he seems like a really good cast. And I love the story of Mika Richards, where he's like, You know where I'm from, dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's a funny one. Went to the UEFA Cup final with Fulham. Like, man, you can't for four million. That's what you got. Played 189 games, 50 goals, wow, 14 14 assists, wow, only two penalty kicks. Really, during that time, yeah. And he scored those. Oh yeah, he scored them both. Mm. Uh, He had four attempts scored. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Fifty percent, not bad. Mm. But that year, um, I can't. It was him and. uh, I can't remember his first name, but his name was Camera. Uh, oh, yes. I know who you're talking about. And he about. used to do this celebration like this. Yes. We don't have the camera on, but I'm shaking my hand next to my head. And yeah, like those two kind of took it off for Fulham in that season. And yeah, I remember that. That was the greatest game. I'm sure Roy Hodgson was the manager for them as well. But what a Fulham looking at. They're looking like the safe in the premiership this season, which is just credit to that squad. And mm-hmm. Marco Silva, center back. 
for them that they're interested in. Is that why we're looking for them? You know what? No. Center mid? Surprisingly not. Uh, there is a center mid going right now. Uh, Ducure from uh, Everton. Right. There's uh, not <laughs> a lot going on. Doesn't stay healthy. Yeah, well, yeah. So, exactly. Um, sorry, just on that season. 2008 season, that was also historic because Derby County were in the Premier League. One win. Oh, 38 games, year. 11 points. Crazy. Honestly, so, the so, history of Derby is interesting. So that season, um, I was, do you know what? Actually, I was at, um, that's right. That's right. I forgot about this. So I was at the game. So Bolton were in the relegation scrap that season. Right. But there was a game late April, it would have been, that Bolton played Sunderland. Oh. I'm sure it was this season. And Elad's Juf scored like kind of late in the match and that like saved us from relegation. Cool. So that was pretty cool. You were at that match. I was there. Cool. Yeah. I was there right behind the goal. He scored with my friend Lee Ashworth and his dad. <laughs> his dad's name Mark. Shout out Lee. Shout out Lee. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Um, nothing else really much going on for, uh, um, for Fulham, excuse me, Cedric Soares from uh, Arsenal potentially. Uh, and then other than that, uh, Rick Cardsdorp. From Roma, so oh yeah, I know what that is. Twenty-seven year old, only nine million dollars or nine dollars. I always say dollars, nine million euros right now. So we'll see. Okay, I'm gonna need your help with this name. Okay, is a Leeds defender. Okay, so I looked through Leeds for a long time, and they really didn't have a ton going <laughs> for them. So this one's fairly recent, but he's playing for them on a consistent basis this season. Been a good signing for them. From Ajax, Dutch international, played all 16 games this season, played 22 last season. Pascal Stroik. Stroik. There you go. Pascal Stroik. Yeah. Good player. I he like is. him a lot. He's uh, He's been solid for them. He's only 22. 23, sorry. 23. Wow. Yeah. So I know he's that young. Been with them since they bought him as a 16-year-old. And now here he is six years later. He's already played 76 games for them. Most of them have come in the premiership too, which is quite impressive. Mm -hmm. Like he played 27 in 2021 season, 22 starts as a 20 year old, 22 last 22 starts last season, 16 of 16 this season, like for 4 million, I think. Four million. No, no, no. Sorry. That was, I read the wrong thing. That was Dempsey. Yeah. I can't (laughs) remember how much they paid for him, but great sign in. Mm Mm-hmm. 23. He's good. I, I gen, and he brings a lot to the pitch as well. Yeah, he does. And the thing for me, um, we're going to get obviously into Leeds as transfers, but before we get into that, I think Leeds are going to go for like young guys because I mm. think that works well for Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Jesse Marsh works with a lot of energy. He's actually a pretty good manager, but he is, I think a lot of his stuff is based off emotion. I think it's easier to get that from young players than old players. That's so, a good call. Where are we looking? Well, Weston McKenney? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding, hey. <laughs> Some interesting names on this one as well. I'll start off with the least likely, unless they get him on loan right now, and that's Charles de Ketelare. 
Oh yeah. From uh, Milano, AC Milan. I love him. He played for Club Bruges last year. Yeah. And just one of those players who's always involved. I really like him. I don't think they'll get him, but youth. That's on loan? Uh, it would yeah, probably I guess be they just loan. signed him. Why would they sell him? If it could, but if it is on loan if and he's not playing too often, I could see it. For Charles De Catalari, he's only started 31% of the games and has 14 appearances. No goals, one assist. So maybe, maybe. Get him some playing time. It is what it is. Another name, kind of young-ish, is Mason Holgate that they are... Oh, uh, yeah, from Everton again. I like him, too. Um, Maximilian Wober as well from... uh, I guess it says right now he's at Leeds, but I don't know why it says that. But, um, yes, he is another player that they are uh, tied to as well. Uh, Alfonso Pedraza from Villarreal and Mislav Orsic uh, from Dinamo Zagreb. Oh, sorry, and the other player, Victor Yorkies from uh he currently plays for coventry city who is he is a very interesting name he has been scoring a lot and has been tied to a couple of teams as well so i would be very interested to see where he goes 12 goals in 25 games so far for coventry city well let's hope he doesn't score this weekend against wrexham otherwise i'll ruin my (laughs) callback no kidding eh? um leicester I don't know how much they'll be buying this this January, so maybe we won't even like get into what they're going to buy, but more of who they're going to sell, which I think should be a lot of players. <laughs> a lot of players are out of contract this year. Main thing for them, though, they've got to stay in the premiership. Yeah. Robert Huth is my January signing for them. Wow. I just, you got to go with someone who helped them win the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. So he came from Stoke the year before, played 14 games, helped them avoid relegation. <laughs> Then the next season played 35 games, every single match. He never came off the bench. He just played every single game for them. Missed three, obviously it's a 38 game fixture list. Won the league. I mean, how could you not go with someone who won the league with Leicester? So Robert Huth, just a good, uh, just a good Premier League player forever. From 18 years old to 32, he played in the premiership. One season he de-missed. That was when he was 24 in 2010. He played four games. He missed a full season. He played four games for Middlesbrough in the championship before signing with Stoke. Oh, wow. So Robert Huth, but I think it's fair to say for Leicester, they're probably not overly busy. And then they've got to sign some players like Tielemans is out of contract. Perez is out of contract. What are they going to do with Madison? It's a bunch of other players too. So we don't have to spend like much time on Leicester, but who's the top guy on the list? Uh, Not much. Uh, Jeremy Boga, who we've already talked about, but an interesting name who's coming back from the World Cup, uh, currently playing for Angers, who's actually playing as we speak, Azadine Owani. Uh, who played oh, yeah. for Morocco as well. So only 22 years old, maybe a guy they can start building around to. Liverpool. Virgil van Dijk. Oh. At one point, was the best defender in the world. So, I mean, how could you... There's not really much to sway from. Signed from Southampton for a pricey fee, to say the least. But they also did sign Luis Suarez once in January. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you remember that? Was it him and Andy Carroll they both signed? Yes. Yeah. One of them worked out. And they still have Andy Carroll. They they don't have him yeah, anymore. Darwin Nunes is right there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> For Liverpool, I know we spoke about them a little bit on the last show too, like Amrabat. Probably going to look in the midfield for someone. They just signed Cody Gakpo. So 
obviously a great piece of business, but is there anyone else other than that? Like one other name? Muhammad Hudos. Mohamed Hudos. Who is currently at Ajax. He was at the World Cup this year. Had a, a lot of uh, big moments for uh, Ghana for uh, at the World Cup. Really started to make a name for himself there. So a name to watch for a big transfer. Maybe in January, but spe- especially in the summer here. I like him a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't lie. Somehow I just forgot Manchester City on my list. That's okay. So <laughs> I'll just go on to United and I'll come back to City quickly yeah. while I'm looking through and you're doing the transfer stuff. But, oh, actually, I just found it. Julian Alvarez. Oh, I mean, that's, that's going to be like one that works out eventually, but you paid 40 million for on January 31st of last year for Julian Alvarez, who's now a World Cup winner. He's probably going to break into your squad some point soon. Like he's just unlucky that Holland has just taken over him. Uh, he's just absolutely done what he's done right this season. So Julian Alvarez, City. I've heard they're kind of linked a bit with Jude Bellingham, which Liverpool won't enjoy. But maybe it's a taste of their own medicine after what they did to United with Cody Gakpo. Well, so what are we looking at with? With City, the Premier League champions. Quick fun fact, too, about uh, Julian Alvarez. Uh, Manchester United was the other team right. on him. So right. not too happy about that. But uh, yeah, not a lot really going for uh, City. Rafinha is a player they're tied to. Rafael Leao is a player that they're tied to mm. as well. Uh, Jude Bellingham is a name on here. I think most of these are going to end up being... Um, uh, summer transfers, but one name on here, I don't think will be Maximo Peron. He currently plays. I'm looking at this club, uh, Velez, CA Velez in, uh, Brazil, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, Argentina, excuse me. So a 19 year old kid, probably going to try and poach a kid like Alvarez too. Yeah. Another name on here for some reason, he's at the bottom 32% Kylian Mbappe. Could you imagine Mbappe and Holland? Oh boy. (laughs) Killian and Mbappe. I like to see that one. Yeah. But uh, the better team in in Manchester. (laughs) Manchester is blue. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Laporte was also a January signing. Yes. So he was very good too. Manchester United, Brett. Hmm. Is there anyone that jumps to mind for you? Because I have one name on here that was, I don't think it's going to be anything. Uh, Yeah. Bruno Fernandez. Bruno, yeah, Nemanja Vidic. And that's the other one. Twelve too. million, Spartak Moscow, absolute warrior, potentially the greatest center back in Premier League history. One of, yeah, was it like him, Terry, Company, Van Dijk, obviously. Like mm-hmm. if you want to throw like a Tony Adams in there, sure. But Nemanja Vidic, five Premier League titles. <laughs> I mean, come on, that guy is is balls to the wall. Like absolutely everything you would want in a center back. One of the best, like we said, and had a season missed because he only played six games in 2012 through injury. So tough one for him. 211 games for Manchester United across nine seasons. Absolute club legend, Premier League legend. Exactly. And you know what? I forgot that he was a January too, but yeah, man, is he, I, I, sometimes I sit back and watch some of those old footage or I guess old, but man, it was he a warrior or what? Yeah. Like he, he would literally put his face in front of a ball on the ground and you'd, 
would kick it because he didn't care. No, I, I, I love that man. I what love a, that man. What so are much. United looking at? <laughs> Everyone? Yeah. Or does it matter because they're just going to get bought by somebody else? Yeah, exactly. Marcus Durando. Did you hear he only has a $20 million price tag, apparently? And I love him. I yeah. love him. We were talking about football reference being one of our favorite, or FB ref, whatever they call it, uh, sources, whatever. But uh, he is just, I've been on that all the time, and he is consistently on the top of all the lists. Marcus Turam is one of them. Speaking of French players, uh, Randall Colomuani uh, as well, who's on there. Uh, Axel DeSassi is also on there. Joao Felix. Hey, you want hear about a fun one that started the other day Go i'll on. go to olivier Giroud, another <laughs> old striker that's exactly what He's united a goal is. score it's true it's true i mean we could go keep going here danny olmo they've uh, makoko hey emmy martinez is in there too so they just signed <laughs> jack butland uh, today who's an absolute steal if you ask me but. so they're done Yes, this is done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, a lot of players. We shall see what United does. I mean, from all the players, I'm going to turn this towards you. Oh, I can't uh, anyways, but uh, it, you can scroll and scroll and scroll <laughs> with the players United are tied to. That doesn't surprise me. They'll get one and it'll be a Falcao. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not Gagbo. That's for sure. Who's next? We only have a couple more left here. Yeah. Yes. Four more. Ooh. I think if my math is correct. And I'm not good Oh, at and I'm not doing Forrest. Yes. Because I, they, we'll see what happens. But they made about 50 sign-ins. But it sounds like Steve Cooper actually wants to do something. Hmm. So maybe what we'll do quickly is we'll just look. I'll do Newcastle now. Okay. But instead, of, I don't have a player for for Forrest. But we'll see who they're kind of linked with, which is fair. We'll give Forrest some justice on this show <laughs> after I said they get relegated on the last one. <laughs> uh, Newcastle. Obviously, a lot of things have changed there recently. New ownership. They're actually spending some money now. But with saying that, I'm almost someone who has been around for five seasons now, and he's having his breakout year. Almiron. Oh, <laughs> like, come on. Man has nine goals this season in 18 games. They bought him from Atalanta. Shout out MLS again. Yeah. So he's just kind of just come out this season and he's only 28. Like he's, he's still got a lot of years left. So hopefully this is something he can kind of keep, keep sustained and yeah, just keep firing away with Newcastle and I'm rooting for them to get some Champions League football and he's going to play a big part in it. Like he already has for most of the season, but yeah, to 128 games for them, which seems absolutely wild that he's been around for that long, but mm-hmm. 18 goals and nine of them have come this year, but he seems to be, Trended in a positive direction. I would imagine Newcastle have got quite a bit of business going oh, on. Uh, the United one's long. This one's long, too. Also, we can thank Jack Grealish for this on yeah, their own. Thanks, Jack. Um, Elon Melier, another player that uh, that is tied to uh, Newcastle. Manu Kone, who currently plays for... Uh, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Ferland Mendy. We brought Ferland Mendy up earlier by accident, <laughs> uh, but he is also there. James Madison, Jorginho, Yuri Tielemans, Moises Caicedo, Memphis Depay. They're busy. So That's not that surprising, is no. it? Not no. surprising at all. A lot of money to toss around. Yeah, but they're doing it smartly. Yes. Until they don't. City did this similarly too. And then all of a sudden they just signed Rubinho out of nowhere and it just all took off. Yeah. <laughs> so only a few more teams, like you said, who, who are Forrest looking at? Forrest, not much. Honestly, the only player that they have right now is Decore as well. Decore. Yeah. Okay. From Everton. So. 
Southampton. Oh. I am throwing it back oh. on this one. Okay. 1998. Oh. Signed from Blackburn Rovers for 1.23 million. I've already mentioned him on the show. But James Beatty. Oh. James Beatty is where I'm going. Played seven seasons with Southampton, 203 games, 68 goals. He had a 22 goal season for, uh, sorry, 23 goal season for them in 2003. Helped them get to eighth in the Premiership. I also think they went to the FA Cup final that year, if I remember correctly, and lost to Arsenal. Might have been 1 0 in the final. I'll look that up really quickly. But Southampton, they're going to have to be busy this January if they want to try and stay in the Premiership. I don't know if they are. It was 2003. Millennium <laughs> Stadium when went, the new Wembley was still getting built. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's actually amazing. Um, Southampton right now, a little busy, including uh, Tareem Mofi as well, who is uh, one of the leading scorers, surprisingly, or at least in the battle in Ligue 1 right now. Uh, very exciting young player, 23 years old. Uh, Akpom as well at Middlesbrough. Orsic uh, from uh, Zagreb that we talked about earlier. But the most interesting name on here, Michael Keane. Ooh, yeah. Michael Keane. Only 29, which I'm surprised by because it feels like he's been around forever too. Yeah. Breaking news. Oh, David Beckham's son, Romeo Beckham, yeah. has joined Brentford B on loan for the rest of the season. Wow. So we'll see. Does Brentford's business over? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> um, a good move. Yeah. So I got another fun one here. A little throwback. I believe this happened twice. Twice. This happened twice. This player left Tottenham twice. Went to Toronto. Jermaine Defoe. Wow. Jermaine Defoe. What a call. He left Tottenham twice, sorry, but he only signed in January. Oh, both times. Signed in January both times. <laughs> so the first time was in 2004 from West Ham. 15 games as a 20-year-old, scored seven Premier League goals. And then it happened again in 2009 from Portsmouth, where he scored three goals in eight games for them. Just an absolute like Premier League legend for me, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. 11 games. So he, he finished his career with 210 goals. That's mixed between Premier League, um, MLS. MLS. I couldn't, for some reason, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, <laughs> Scottish Premier League as well. And he played a season in League One with Sunderland. Huh. Oh, yes, kind of, of course. That's when he ended his career there. But yeah, 19 seasons in a Premier League, 496 games, 163 goals. I Premier like League him. legend, Jermaine Defoe. I always loved him. He yeah. was always one of my favorites. He's a, he's, he's a good one. Him and, Mark, and Darren Bent were two guys that oh. always kind of went under the radar, but scored all the time. Jermaine Defoe, but did it a little bit better for England as well. But Tottenham, I would imagine... They're going to be busy and then they all bust. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, right now, Pedro Poro is the big name from uh, Sporting, 23-year-old right wing back. So right. uh, we'll see if that turns out as well. Um, another interesting name, Frank Kessie from Barcelona is tied to him or tied to their uh, Jordan Pickford for some reason. But the name that I wanted to mention, Adrian Rabio. Rabio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Another I, Juventus player, though. Yeah. God, Juventus. <laughs> what has happened there? Allegri ball is just bust. Yeah. 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 Tottenham are going to have to figure it out because we spoke on the last show how they're just inconsistent 
consistently inconsistent. They don't win big games. They got to figure it out. I believe they have enough in that dressing room to do it, but they also need to be probably a little bit better in midfield. I think is fair to say like Hoy, Hoyberg and Mentor are both good players, but you need more of a playmaker there. Yeah. Um, Basuma too. Basuma. Yeah. He's not playing enough, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. We have two teams left. So we'll get through these quickly and we'll end the show. Cause I think we're just touching just over an hour. Uh, yeah. Uh, West Ham, Jared Bowen. Signed him last season. Was it, was it last season? Year before. I'm getting all this COVID years mixed years up. Ago. But, oh, wow. It was way back. 2010. Holy smokes. Wait, holy really? Smokes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. 2020. Holy smokes. 2010. Oh. Could you imagine? <laughs> he definitely wasn't playing football in 2010 because he's only 26. So, <laughs> he was at Hull. They were bottom of the championship. And now we went to West Ham. He's played 105 games, 23 goals, 19 assists, got an England cap to his name. He's a promising player for them. I think he's a big reason why they're not doing as well this season. He only has two goals, no assists. Last season, no. 12 goals, 10 assists. Is there another Jared Bowen out there for West Ham to save their season? Maybe there's three interesting names on here. Wambasaka being one of them. Uh, Josip Juranovic, who is arguably one of the best right backs, or if not the best right back at the World Cup this year. And speaking of having a really good cu- uh, World Cup this year, Yusuf and Nasiri. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, uh, I think those are three really good names to be tied to right now. So maybe there is another. Uh, obviously, Jared Bowen doesn't play right back, but. But hey, just someone who's going to come in and make a difference. Yeah, exactly. Someone who's going to come make a difference. And Jared Bowen didn't exactly do fantastic that year. He had one goal, four assists, but. Right. Now he's made a big difference. And like I said, you got the England call up, so that's something. And finally, Portugal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> so this guy, again. All name team over here. <laughs> Can't say this one again, but I'm going to try. Daniel Podence. Oh, yeah. Podence. That yeah. Podence. Yeah. That's how you say his name. It, see, the thing, I'm sure people watch this. I'll listen and think, does this guy even watch? I just, <laughs> I can't say any names. Trust me. I watch a lot. Yeah. I just don't register names at all. It's I'm, different because there's a lot of like enunciation that has to go into name. Like I remember yeah. sitting there and I almost said Gabriel instead of Gabriel for right. uh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Same guy, but you know, who, you yeah, know, it's the exact same thing. I hear what you're saying. So, Again, Wolves are one of those teams when they've been in the premiership, they just make a lot of summer deals and then bring in some guys. So from January, this guy was brought in in 2019-20 season from the Greek champions, Olympiakos. Played nine games in his first season, grabbed a goal in three starts. By no means has he blown anybody away, but he's been a solid player for them. 77 games, 10 goals, five assists, four goals a season so far. Had a goal earlier this week against Villa. And that 1-1 one, one draw, I believe that one finished. So he's been solid. He's been playing a lot for them. 15 games this season. He's already, he's 2021, he's played 22. So he's already close to matching that. So West, uh, sorry, Wolves need him though to keep yeah. performing. and need a lot of other guys. I mean, Mateus Cunha's rumored to be coming in. Are they getting a striker, Brett? No. 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 Other Seems than bold. Cunha may be the only one, but it, they are getting a little bit of attack. How about Isco? How about a little Isco for your Visco? Where is he? Is he still at Real Madrid? Currently, he has no club. <laughs> they say he is a free agent on here. Really? Um, although I felt like I watched him recently in the Turkish league. Oh, he's playing on Sevilla. Is he? 
Well, then Transfer Market is in one because it's a, his last club is Sevilla, it says. Interesting. Um, but Here right now, oh, you know what? Probably it was. I bet his contract just went up on December 31st. Very interesting. Um, yeah, there's a lot of teams linked with him here. Is a there? A lot of teams. I think you would like a lot of like lower and Serie A teams as teams from um, the league, league earn. I would imagine. Wolves is maybe an option because their yeah. manager, Lopatelli, managed him at Real Madrid. Ah, there you go. That makes sense. I, and you know what? I, I think the, playing in the Premier League, not a ton of pressure either. So, yeah. Uh, another player, we've mentioned him a couple times too, though, but Aaron Wambasaka. <laughs> Why not have anybody in the relegation bell? Yeah, Aaron <laughs> exactly. Why not wrap up with a little Aaron Wambasaka for your action? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Sorry, he didn't he did he manage at Real Madrid? Yeah, in 2018 he managed him at Real Madrid Ooh. when Isco played 21 games and seven goals and seven assists as Real Madrid finished third in La Liga. Ooh. It's gonna be an interesting transfer window. We're already six days into it now, and we've already seen a couple of moves. Like the Enzo Fernandez thing was kind of nutty, and now that's just fallen apart. Apparently, Chelsea was just kind of assholes by the whole process of it which isn't a good reputation to get when you're trying to buy the best players in the world but yeah hopefully that was kind of a different flavor for you all listening to hear of other players and being like oh yeah i remember that guy like i know caroline and i have spoke about it a few times on the show of just trying to like go back and think of the the other times in the premier league and not just today so i thought this would be a fun way to to revisit those days. And if anyone's wondering, which I'm sure you all are, Bolton Wanderers best January signing. <laughs> yes. Uh, my favorite one. We got Jack Grealish once. What? Jack Grealish played for Bolton one, <laughs> once on loan from Arsenal. I believe he was only 18. Let me pull it up really quickly. From Arsenal. From too. Arsenal. We got him on loan and we also had Vladimir Weiss that season too. But yeah. And <laughs> where is he? 2010, Jack Gr- Wilshire was 17. Oh, you got Jack Wilshire. What did I say? Jack Grealish. Ah, Wilshire. Jack Wilshire. (laughs) Jack Wilshire. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, Arsenal Grealish? Definitely wasn't playing. Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire. It's because I still had my sissy tab up when I was Basically Jack Grealish, though. Basically. (laughs) He would have been better than than Grealish. There's no doubt in my mind. But we had Jack Wilshire, played 14 games, grabbed a goal. We also got Vladimir Weiss from City that year, played at the World Cup for... Slovakia, I believe. Slovakia, Slovenia. I'm sure it's Slovakia. But yeah, January transfer window is always an interesting one because it's always a team that panics. Yes. So we'll see kind of who that team is this year. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's a wrap, I think, Brett. Thank you everyone for listening. If uh, I mentioned it on the end of last show, but go leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show because we can't get better if you don't tell us. <laughs> if you don't like it, that's fine. I don't care if you don't like the show. I mean, I care, but I don't care. It's not going to keep me up at night. I just want to make sure this show is the best that it can be. And the only way we can find that out is if you, the listeners, let us know. And it's greatly appreciated. So thank you everyone for listening. Go check out Kicked Back and Sunday League Pundits, wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a lot of good YouTube content going out. We'll get a lot from the last show, I think. Those are good questions. And a lot of you have been asking you questions on TikTok as well. We wanted to get this episode out, but there was uh, there was some good ones too, which we'll probably get to next week. Caroline will be back soon. We're excited to have her back, but thank you everyone for listening to Kicked Back, episode 56. <laughs> Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 